Welcome to Free Talk Live. Once again, we are here to take your calls and thoughts about whatever you might want to discuss here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio here tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Aria. And again, you can bring up anything you want to talk about. Uh, there was an interesting thread that Kim.com posted over the weekend. Do you guys know who Kim.com is? Uh, Kim, yeah. Kim Jong-un? No, no. Very different. Kim Jong-il? No. <laughs> so it sort of came from the same area of the world, I guess. Uh, not directly. Yeah, but, a little south of there. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the Kims from North Korea. This Kim.com is from New Zealand. Okay. And he is, uh, do you want to define um, him? Let's see. I don't know that I can define the man. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he ran allegedly at least a, uh, I don't know what the status of that is, uh, but he allegedly ran a site, a pirate site, a torrent download site, I believe it was. No, it was uh, Mega Upload, which was just a torrent simply... Upload that, was a, that was a file sharing it was site. a file sharing site. So you could, okay. you could upload a torrent to it, I suppose, if you wanted to. But, some uh, people do. I got some questionable software from them on occasion. Well, you got it from one of their users. Okay. So fair, they, they had a website where people could sign up and get, I don't know, 20 gigs or some amount of, uh, of storage, and you wouldn't have to pay for it. And then you could just put whatever you wanted up there and then give people links to them and then they could use it to download, right? So some people were using the mega upload for, as you say, not so legal purposes. They might have put a DVD rip or something of a movie up there or music or whatever, right? So whatever it is they wanted to share online and uh, mega uploads position was, well, we don't know what our users are doing. And that's the, a good way to live. The U.S. federal government came uh, down to New Zealand with a like a helicopter SWAT team raided his house. The U.S. government did they didn't even get yeah. like the New Zealand government. It might have been the okay. New Zealand gang. I don't know. Either way, the U.S. was responsible. At the behest of the U.S. government, mm-hmm. uh, they raided his home and destroyed his company. Charged him, or charged him and his uh, associates in U.S. court, and he has been fighting extradition. For the last decade of his life, and wow. as far as I That's know, horrifying. Yeah, as far as I know, that he has never actually been. He says on his social media that uh, he never quote I never lived there, I never traveled there, I had no company there, but all I worked for now belongs to the United States. Wow, dude, that's so messed up. Yeah. I mean that sounds like the U.S. government. Sure does. I mean they did the same thing to the to the Pirate Bay people, or they attempted to anyway, or to the Pirate Bay as the organization. I don't know about the individuals themselves, but the U.S. government had no jurisdiction whatsoever in Sweden or Switzerland, whichever one it was. The Pirate Bay was based out of, yep. but that didn't stop them. No, they all do favors for one another, and it's not mm-hmm. stopping them when they're going after this poor dude in New Zealand who all he did was run a website. Well, he's not poor. He was doing fairly well for himself running that that particular website. And I think he still managed to uh, sock some of it away somehow because all the photos I still see of him, he's still living in a fairly nice nice home with his family. Well, Ross Ulbricht wasn't poor when the FBI, you know, messed with him either. But I would still say that poor guy because he's... I see what you mean. Railroaded by the system. Mm. Kim.com is, uh, he's an interesting character. He's now um, into cryptocurrency. Okay, and so that I blame him. He's a big advocate of Bitcoin Cash. 
Nice. I can't say that I blame him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he actually, I think at one point, he shared a, a video that Bo Davis made. So I don't know, uh, but listeners t- probably don't recognize the name. Bo was the editor of Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. He also edited uh, the excellent 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire. He's a really talented video mm-hmm. uh, videographer. And he does some. He did a fantastic video. Um, with uh, Doug Steinhope um, mm. overlaid over a series of images called uh, Freedom Defined or Liberty Defined also, which cool. is a very short video, but excellently done, beautifully done. Yeah, he's done a lot of internet kind of shorts recently, and I believe Roger Veer from Bitcoin.com has hired him to do work for Bitcoin Cash. Oh, and really? so somebody, maybe it was Roger, I don't know who, who commissioned the work, maybe he did it on his own. Uh, but somebody took a clip of Free Talk Live talking about Bitcoin Cash on whatever night it was. I think the captain was on that show. And they took like a two-minute clip of Free Talk Live and put images to it, right? Because like if it's just us sitting here in the studio looking at each other, it's not the most interesting video, right? Right. But That's why you... we're not doing great on video platforms, <laughs> right. I mean, to be honest. Uh, but if you take some imagery and some videos that are rel- you know, related to what we're saying, you can spice up the video. So they did some some post-production work and made a nice little clip where we were talking about Bitcoin Cash and kind of the uh, almost conspiracy theory uh, behind Bitcoin and why it sucks so bad for use as money mm-hmm. and kind of why that happened. And, uh, and they started sharing that around. And Kim.com shared that from from his account. Nice. So, yeah, the guys, uh, he's an interesting character. Uh, so I follow him on uh, social media and he says, this may be the most important thread I ever make. Big picture stuff about the major global collapse that is coming. I'll try to help you understand why the future is not what we're hoping for. It's worse than most can imagine. I tend to think, I don't know where he's going with this, but that's my general assessment of the economic situation as well. It's going to be bad for a lot of people. And it's just getting started. Yeah. In fact, Ron Paul, when we had him on last week on Tuesday night, said he thought that we were 10% of the way into the correction. I think that's optimistic. I, I think it's going to be significantly worse. Yeah. Well, 90% is pretty, pretty worse from, from where we've, uh, what we've seen so far. Yeah. I, I don't even know if we've seen the start of a correction. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I'll, I'll defer to Ron Paul on that because uh, I mean the gas station across from my house is selling diesel for like six forty nine a gallon or something mm-hmm. like that. That's going to escalate the the cost of everything exponentially as sure is. diesel continues going up, and it's going to continue going up. What's diesel yeah. cost in California right now? Can't be good, man. Regular gas is getting up towards ten in some parts of California. I would guess diesel in California mm-hmm. is closer to fourteen or fifteen. I don't know. That's it's just a be guess. Past 10. But yeah, point. it's not pretty and it's not going to get any better. And when the price of diesel goes up, so does the price everything. of everything else, except incidentally wages. Yep. Because those mm. always trail behind uh, a long ways. So Kim.com. Well, they, they trail behind. And also if you're paying more for shipping uh, and raw materials, then there's less left to pay wages, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so here's what he has to say. He says the United States did not have a surplus or balanced budget since 2001. In the last 50 years, the U.S. only had four years of quote-unquote profit. In fact, all the profit the U.S. had, some of the government here obviously, would not be enough to pay for six months of the current yearly deficit. So how did the U.S. pay for things? And then he shows a chart which shows the— Is it the inflation graph? 
Uh, this one is actually the deficits. So it shows the year after year. The, you remember the Clinton administration, the very end, there was a quote-unquote surplus because they were actually collecting more than they were Wasn't they that were because spending. of the dot-com bubble, though? Or, uh, the, or the boom of the internet, at least? It was supposedly due to the collapse of the Soviet Union and the uh, lack of, they called it the peace dividend at the time. Hmm. Um, although of course there never was any peace. So, no. uh, it was a project. My understanding is it was actually a projected surplus that never didn't materialize. Came to be. He said U S spending and debt have spiraled out of control and the government can only raise the money it needs by printing it. And as we know, that is defines inflation when you increase the money supply. He says it's like taxing you extra because you pay more for the things that you need and all your assets decline in value. And then he provides the uh, inflation chart of what is called the M1 money stock. And as I understand M1, that's the actual physical money supplies. Um, Isn't that right? I think M1 includes demand deposits, okay. but I'm not sure. Well, One of them way. doesn't include digital Right? I don't know. One of them does. Uh, That would be something we could look up here. But either way, it is the amount of, some amount of the money that's going on out there. And of course, it's a dramatic increase since 2010. And then in 2020, it shoots up uh, even further, like almost straight up like a cliff. Uh, There's more coming up here. We'll share more with what Kim.com has to say about the financial, what he considers to be an absolute disaster. Uh, That is on the way. If you want to weigh in here, the number is 603-283-6160. You can join us. This is Free Talk Live. The number here, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Somebody in our chat room in uh, on Twitch, Jesus the Cynic, says California diesel high today was only $6.87. I'm surprised about that, given that some stations are selling actual unleaded gas for close to 10 Maybe uh, the price California. of diesel is more uniform across the United Maybe. States then. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the price of diesel, especially because most of the problem in California is tax taxes, then tax rates are arbitrary. So there's no reason to believe that uh, the ratio of unleaded gas price to uh, diesel price will hold true across across Makes the sense. country. Uh, if you want to weigh in here on the economic calamity or hurricane, as apparently Jamie Dimon, the uh, banker from J.P. Morgan, if I recall, the head boss man over there. Uh, I was I was going to guess Goldman Sachs. I don't know. They're, no, they're all JP interchangeable Morgan. as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Uh, we'll get into that because you've got a story about what he has to say about this going on. But first, it's Kim.com. It's interesting that even the uh, even the bad guys are starting to admit there's a disaster coming. Yeah. Well, they're, they, I guess they have to prepare their clients at some level, right? Like, you know, the, mm. the ones that have paid a bunch of money for their services, they probably yeah. should let them know. Uh, But Kim.com is certainly no fan of the U.S. government, considering they have been persecuting him for, I think, pretty much the last decade uh, at this point of his life. And he's got a few things to say. He points out that the U.S. federal government has had uh, a deficit for 
Ever since 2001, according to their own numbers, they've been doing the M1 money printing like crazy, especially in just the last two years. And he says, uh, further, the reason why the U.S. got away with it for so long is because the U.S. dollar is the world's reserve currency. Nations. He's right. Well, there's that. And there's also the fact that when people try to escape the U.S. dollar, um, well, the last two examples that I can think of, uh, except Putin, who's more recent, but uh, before Putin, the last two examples were uh, Saddam Hussein and Muammar Gaddafi who uh, one was uh, one wanted to trade oil for euros the mm-hmm. other wanted to trade oil for for uh, for gold and they, both they were both dead. murdered yeah. by the US government so he points out that nations everywhere hold to the US dollar as a secure asset so when the US government prints trillions as it's been doing it's robbing Americans and the entire world it's the biggest theft in history I, I hate yes. thinking about it in those terms. He's absolutely right. I, I think about it in terms of how it affects me as, you know, a person who uses primarily USD because that's the currency of the Roman. The United States government has sort of prohibited me from using yeah, better forms of money. We've literally got a gun to our head <laughs> and we can't use cryptocurrency under our bail conditions in the Crypto 6 case. However, it's mm-hmm. absolutely true. It's not just us being affected by this. The U.S. government is robbing the entire planet. Although the the rest of the planet does have the option to use uh, cryptocurrency and yep, and what have you, so and I, places- I hope they take advantage of that. So you know the the fools get stuck with the bag. And you know, as much as we've criticized the president of El Salvador, uh, Nayib Bukele, for being a, a little tyrant himself. He, at the very least, did legalize Bitcoin as legal tender there. So people do have the opportunity, in that country at least, uh, to easily exit the U.S. dollar and use an mm-hmm. alternative. Um, so it would be nice if we saw more of that happening. It's, it's would, slow, but it's Yeah, happening. I would love to see just an abolition of the concept of legal tender, right? Sure. I mean, that would be obviously mm-hmm. the guy in El Salvador, Bukele, he's not going to do that because he's a Bitcoin maximalist from what yeah. I can gather. But, you know, just saying... Hey, look, we don't even have a legal tender. Whatever form of money you want to accept. Let the market decide. Yeah. I'm trying to get away from the Bitcoin uh, maximalist uh, term. I prefer Mm -hmm. Bitcoin monopolist. That's a good one. Um, (laughs) It's more descriptive. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Although the thing is, a lot of the Bitcoin uh, monopolist, maximalist types, they believe in using the dollar. Right, because for them, it's not about freeing the world from the clutches of government or anything no. like that. For them, it's about having Bitcoin as an asset and making lots and lots of money off That's of it. it. Yeah. Well, also, they're, they're putting all their, uh, all their eggs in a basket of currency that is useless as currency because, you know, there's... Well, there's, they don't even want to use it as currency. They, they, yeah. they just want it to sit there. Yeah. It's a quote-unquote store of value to them. I'm talking about Bitcoin, yeah. BTC. But but the question is, if if the technology is a monetary technology and it can't be used as money, then a store of what value? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. what value are, are they are they storing? They're storing a, a, it's speculative that it's yeah. going to go up because more people are going to buy it, right? Right, yeah. and buy it for what reason if it's not useful? With the hope that it goes up. Yeah, that's it. That's all it is right now. And it wasn't supposed to be that way. That wasn't Satoshi Nakamoto's intentions with uh, Bitcoin. It's supposed to be a peer-to-peer 
electronic cash. That's what the white paper says yeah. on the front page. It's supposed to be usable as a currency. Bitcoin's biggest mistake, or Bitcoin can't make mistakes, but the Bitcoin community's yeah. biggest mistake is allowing the miners, the ones who want to make large amounts of money off of it, determine what Bitcoin is going to be. This well, is why Bitcoin Cash is so important and why Bitcoin well, the programmers SP. could have programmed it differently. I mean, the miners get to decide things and so yeah. do the yeah, programmers. Yeah, but whatever the 51% the users. of the miners go with is going to be what Bitcoin is, right? And the miners um, are always going to choose the one that's going to be most profitable for them. Well, there's no reason to believe in the long run that the uh, that Bitcoin BTC is going to be the most profitable. As a matter of fact, I believe the opposite. I believe that Bitcoin Cash or some other um, uh, digital digital cash that's actually usable usable as currency has a lot more growth potential, especially now because Bitcoin has been uh, has been hyped. I think a lot of what's what's going on is is going on in the media because you'll notice there's only two coins that the media talks about bitcoin and bitcoin ethereum, and, ethereum. Mm-hmm. and both of them share uh the property of having out of control fees that's so right yeah. that's well, they also what, talk about shiba inu and dogecoin as well um the dogecoin are kind of forced into because people like uh elon like elon musk talk about it um you know, I I don't I I I'm they sorry. I've never coverage. heard of Shiba Inu. I don't know even know what that is. The craze be, is gone on that one. Yeah. It was a crazy. Um, you know, f- is that like Luna? No. Oh, they talked Shiba a lot Inu's, about Luna too. Shiba Inu is just another Ethereum token. It's just yeah. another uh, meme coin, basically, that went um, to the moon and then back down as yeah. they do and, you see yeah. generally when when the media starts hyping a, a crypto to me it's a sign it's late, that number one. that's not the crypto to use yeah. terror was another one that i talked about a lot not until it really died off well yeah i know uh, yeah they talked about it in a negative <laughs> context but they did talk about it a fair bit yeah. well i mean it deserved to be talked about it was an incredible failure uh the number here is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 although they now was have it- was it a failure? Or did it accomplish what it was intended to accomplish? I think, I think it, was it was a failure. failure. <laughs> uh, it, uh, there's more coming up, though. And now there's Terra 2. <laughs> Sequel. Groovy. More coming up. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. It's Free Talk Live, and the phones are open if you want to join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about the coming economic hurricane, the calamity, if you will, that a lot of people are predicting. Some people say, like Dr. Ron Paul, that we spoke with last week, if you missed that interview, just go to freetalklive.com. It's linked there on the front page of the website. It's so good of people like Jamie Diamond and, you know... 
other financiers to finally be getting on board with what we've been talking about for two years now, which is that this government printing. Two years, hell, I've been talking about it for 20. I know, sure. I was going to refer <laughs> specifically to the government printing that has escalated since you know COVID-19. It's in overdrive pandemic. right now. Yeah, it's it's definitely in overdrive. But They're stealing but as much as they can. But that's predictable. It's mm-hmm. like that's how it the, always goes. It's like the psychic, uh, the cycle of an addict, you know. I used to do a little, but a little didn't do it, so a little got more and more. Well, yeah, and that's the story of all of the hyperinflation in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they start slow and and then they keep cranking it up because they have to steal more and more before it's it's curtains. Yeah. You know? And and right now my feeling is it's end game and they mm-hmm. know it's end game. So they're going to be distributing more and more to their friends and their cronies and their friends and their cronies are going to convert that stuff into hard assets mm-hmm. because you know the generally the stock market the real estate market, uh, all of the asset markets float on top of uh, inflation. So that's the one thing that I would disagree with uh, Kim.com on is he said that all of your assets would lose value. And Mm. in reality, your monetary assets uh, will lose will you lose value in the inflated currency? And in this case, which is unique in the history of the world, because there is a fiat reserve cu- currency, I expect right. all monetary assets to uh, to collapse, with the exception of uh, cryptocurrency and monetary metals. Mm. I think other currencies will be other fiat currencies will be fine. I mean, they'll take a hit, but I don't see like the euro. Well, they're collapsing. all inflating. Sure. Um, well, they're all inflating, and also they're all backed by nothing. When you say, well, nothing or a big pile of dollars. Mm. Um, now yeah, there are a couple exceptions nothing, to this. There is the Russian. The ruble? Uh, the the ruble also backed by um, nothing is it's 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 backed by nothing but it's not backed by a big pile of dollars and Russia but if the dollars unlike, are backed by nothing then everything that is backed by dollars is backed by nothing. that's what he's saying um yeah. I would but say saying, at the this ruble, point which is being still backed exactly by dollars same. is being backed by worse than nothing okay. um, <laughs> Uh, Ron Paul says we're, uh, t- in his estimation, 10% into this correction. And if you want to weigh in, you're welcome to join us at 603-283-6160. I'm going to continue with what Kim.com has to say here. He's he's mm-hmm. written what he considers to be the most important thread uh, that he has ever made. And so I thought it was really interesting. So we're going to continue. He's looking at the numbers, looking at the tremendous inflation of the money supply of the dollar and does point out that uh, it is the world's reserve currency, and so therefore they are literally robbing everyone in the world who is holding dollars, and there's a lot of those people. Who's holding dollars directly or indirectly yeah. through their national currency. He says the problem is this has been going for decades, and there's now no way to fix it. The reality is the U.S. has been bankrupt for some time, and what's coming is a nightmare, mass poverty, mm-hmm. and a new system of control. Let me explain mm-hmm. why this isn't just doom and gloom talk. And bankruptcy for a fiat money empire is different 
than bankruptcy for any other entity because any other entity goes bankrupt when it runs out of money. It can no longer pay its bills. But a fiat money empire can't run out of money. They, they will keep always have more money because they can just print it virtually for free. Um, although Venezuela is a counterexample where they they have to get dollars to pay people That's right. to to print their their currency. But in general, in a modern economy where where dollars come into existence mostly through computer transactions that cost nothing. Um, the the dollar empire never runs out of money what happens is that the value of that money drops to zero nobody wants it uh not me the other right. nobody um <laughs> and uh <laughs> he got he has a number here which um he must must have gotten wrong or he doesn't explain where it came from he says us total us debt is at 90 trillion now, last I heard, it only crossed thirty trillion fairly recently. I know it's going up. Good pretty Lord, fast, though. But <laughs> but how is he? How is he counting debt? Is he counting government debt? Is he counting consumer debt? Ooh, good point. Is he counting? Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, there's there's a lot of numbers that I you think could he's smart enough not to include under consumer that debt. heading. Well, that. Well, I don't remember what consumer debt is off. The debt of the individual household. And I know, stuff but like I that. don't remember what the aggregate. Oh, I don't either. But I, we've talked about it. I recently. imagine Kim. dot com is intelligent enough to realize that the consumer debt isn't necessarily going to affect the inflation rates of the U.S. dollar. Well, it somewhat does. If you read the Austrian economists, they talk about not monetary expansion, but credit expansion. So when a bank lends money that it doesn't have, the money supply gets larger because it's making a deposit into an account that came from nowhere. That's I'm right. aware so, of that, but that's like pennies on the thousands for what the U.S. government is printing. Well, apparently, consumer See, that debt. I don't know. What is the total consumer debt? In apparently, the it's about States? fifteen trillion. Fifteen trillion. Yeah, okay, so half so, of the U.S. national debt. Okay, and and that seems more reasonable to me. I had a hard time believing that the people had actually borrowed twice as much as the government. As the government. Yeah. Um, uh, so let's just say maybe that number's right, maybe it's not. But either way, he goes on. He points out U.S. unfunded liabilities are at 169 trillion. So what is an unfunded liability? That's oh. where the government has promised to yeah. do something in the future, like pay out Social Security or pensions, for instance, for their bureaucrats. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what what that is? Uh, yeah, that would be an unfunded uh, liability. They're going to come and, do it at some point. They're just not due all uh, at right now. Yeah. yeah, and and there's no money to actually pay for that their intention is to tax us in the future to pay for that but if we don't have anything they can't tax us he says combined that is the only good thing about poverty is they can't tax you (laughs) seven hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars per u.s citizen or two over two million per u.s taxpayer because remember not everybody pays taxes uh, remember, he says, the only way the U.S. government can operate now is by printing more money, which means hyperinflation is inevitable. The total value of all of the companies listed on the U.S. stock market is $53 trillion. The real value is much lower because the U.S. has been printing trillions to provide interest-free loans to investment banks to pump up the stock market. It's a scam. Mm-hmm. Most of the $53 trillion, he says, is air. 
the value of all U.S. assets combined, every piece of land, real estate, all savings, all companies, everything that all citizens, businesses, entities, and the state own is worth $193 trillion. That number is also full of air, just like the U.S. stock market, he says. Mm -hmm. And so then he says, let's do the math. And he adds up the total debt with the U.S. unfunded liabilities totaling $259 trillion, subtracts the total amount of U.S. assets at $193 trillion, and that is a negative balance, according to him, of $66 trillion. He says that $66 trillion of debt and liabilities after every asset in the U.S. has been sold off, which, of course, would never right. happen, right? Yeah, you can't do well, that. Yeah, you can't, say, you can't make people sell their houses to pay off the U.S. national debt. Americans won't stand for that. They will draw a line eventually. His point, though, is there's not even enough assets in the United States to pay off that staggering amount of trillions it is yeah. not a possibility that now was what's the, the gdp now it's about 20 trillion maybe well I mean, the numbers are irrelevant the way the fractional reserve system is set up is so that there's never enough assets in the land to actually pay back both the dollar That's and true. the interest yeah because it's designed for us to be perpetually in poverty and in debt we got more though he's got more we can talk about all that all that and uh, your thoughts are welcome here at 603-283-6160 so the numbers don't work and as aria pointed out they were never intended to they just get worse and worse every single week it's free talk live it is free talk live and the phones are open you can join us here the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian Nobody and Aria in the studio here tonight. And uh, I do want to let you know about Bitcoin.com. We told you a little bit about cryptocurrency earlier, but if you want to learn the basics, uh, I would recommend you go to Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page there, and then you can learn some uh, the, you know, the important ground-level stuff that you really ought to know about cryptocurrency what is it that makes it different from the government money that we've been talking about here uh they will teach you those things over at bitcoin.com just click get started at the top of the page if you're not brand new to crypto you can go and get the latest news headlines about the world of cryptocurrency anytime you want just go to news.bitcoin.com they've got them for you over there that's news.bitcoin.com as we continue uh we've been sharing with you kim.com and his opinion about the collapse uh, that he says is coming. And a lot of people, Ron Paul, who we spoke with last week, says it's happening. Uh, I mean, anyone who's paying attention to the economy, I would think that maybe not a collapse is coming, but economic hardship is certainly, undeniably, it's here around the corner. I mean, it's here. for Also true, yeah. Gas prices have doubled <laughs> since Biden took office. I saw that. Yeah. And, uh, and, of course, they're up even more because you have to factor in that they went down to less than two dollars a gallon during uh the last year i think it was at some point during the trump administration but started going up before biden took office so i mean it's gone up quite a bit in just the last two or three years uh and that hurts as you pointed out Arya, that it, it hurts everybody because the prices of everything go up and of course they're printing trillions of dollars in order to fund the government and that uh makes prices go up because that's what inflation is is an increase in the money supply and more money floating around chasing the same amount of goods is going to result in the prices of those goods going up as well. I think the big takeaway from um, what Kim.com has said here, he mentioned that you know that there's not enough assets in the United States to pay off all of its debts. Nope. And, and that's absolutely true, and it's designed that way. But 
That's because the economy as a whole is set up, it's structured to be a game of musical chairs. And when the music stops, someone is always, by definition, left without a chair. And they're eliminated. And when this happened in 2007, we saw a lot of people getting eliminated by having their houses taken, Mm -hmm. being unable to pay their health care bills or whatever. So I I don't know what the biggest loser is going to be in the next Great Recession. The poor and the middle class. Certainly. Oh, sorry, nobody. If things go as planned, I expect the biggest loser to be freedom, because I think Mm -hmm. this is all part of the Great Reset. Yes, he mentions that. We saw the World Economic Forum, through its proxies in the various government, Mm -hmm. intentionally shut down every economy in the world. That wasn't an accident, and it wasn't necessitated by the lab-grown virus that was released. Um, what What it was, I believe was a softening up process. And another part of the softening up process, I think, is the uh, the destruction of food processing plants all mm-hmm. across uh, the nation that's going to make it harder and harder for us to be um, self-sufficient. Or in the case of the baby formula, the government just shut that place down. Uh, yeah, the government yeah. the government shut they it down that one. after creating the monopoly through the mm-hmm. WIC program, uh, which buys half of the baby food in America wow. and only buys it through um, a few companies. Wow, I didn't realize that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's something that that I've seen covered in only a few places. Um, yeah, I knew Similac was so, the big one, but I, I didn't make the connection to that just because WIC is also buying is Similac. Welfare. That's and, government yeah. welfare. And they're providing yeah. the vast majority of welfare to babies in the United States because parents are already living paycheck to paycheck, so they need yeah. that little, quote, helping hand from mm-hmm. the government. Yeah, and the more dependent they can make us, you know, the more ability they're going to have to force us into this dystopian future where we will own nothing but we will supposedly be happy now i don't i don't see how being a slave is likely to lead to happiness we may be able to sing some great spirituals yeah they're not they're not handing out the soma just yet They'll, they'll, they'll hook you up with the summer, but well, first they are the in the VR form goggles. of antidepressants. But of course, every once in a while, people on those things go they and shoot up themselves. a school. Yeah, um, you're talking about that metaverse. Yeah, I mean that, that's essentially what they're going to. You're going to own nothing. Oh, you have this digital land. This is you know you you just come out into the real world to be your tech slave for you know six to eight hours mm-hmm. a day, and it's, it's miserable. Mm-hmm. You absolutely hate it, but then you get to escape. For the next eight hours into this virtual world, you and, can and, drink your soylent. Yeah, and be a pony or whatever it is that people do there. <laughs> All while being medicated with Soma. Bliss. Kim. 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 us in the future. Continues. This is a, a lengthy thread that he posted on his Twitter account, at Kim.com, spelled D-O-T-C-O-M. Even if, he says, the U.S., even if they could sell all assets at the current value, which is impossible, it would still be broke. The U.S. is beyond bankrupt. The patient is already dead. The patient is now a zombie. You probably wonder, why are things still going? Why didn't everything collapse yet? Well, it's all perception, denial, and dependency. The perception is the U.S. has the largest economy and the strongest military in the world. But the reality is the U.S. is broke and can't afford its army. 
The denial is that all mm. nations depend on a strong U.S. dollar or global markets collapse. I think he's wrong about that. And I think the United States government, they absolutely do have some mechanism in place, some emergency plan to pay their soldiers. It may be gold at Fort Knox. I don't know it's what. It's the printing press. I, well, no, I the printing when, press When the printing press also- fails... I, I expect them to seize food mm-hmm. um, and and use that because when it comes down to it, what the soldiers are going to want is to be able to feed their families. Sure. That's and, why the soldiers always get paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it becomes a matter of stay with the army or starve to death, uh, that is going to be the best way to motivate soldiers to do things that they probably don't really want to do like murder massive numbers of their countrymen well remember we can go back and look at venezuela within the last decade and see what happened there during hyperinflation where soldiers they were still working as soldiers because going and working anywhere else was going to guarantee you're going to be missing meals so Mm -hmm. working for the government meant that you were eating and working for anywhere else like Good luck. Yeah. And the other thing is armies, when they don't get paid, uh, they still have their guns. They turn. And so they do what's called living off the land, which is a euphemism for living off the population yes. and stealing and looting and they were doing in that order to survive. They were taking people's uh, animals and slaughtering them and eating them because even the military didn't have as yeah. much as they wanted to to eat. Not to mention the zoo animals. That happened, too. No. Uh, the reason he says that this U.S. zombie keeps going is because the end of the U.S. is the end of Western prosperity and an admission that the current system failed as a model for the world. It doesn't change the reality. The collapse is inevitable and coming. And then mm. he says, what are our leaders planning? And I hate it when people refer to politicians as leaders. These people, you know, they they couldn't lead somebody out of a paper bag. They are rulers. Uh-huh. Yeah, Not they're leaders. Rulers. Well, they lead certain people. They lead the pe- They led the people who did this. Mm. They made. They made the plans for the evil bastards that actually follow them. It's just we're not the p- kind of people who are likely to follow them. So yeah. to us, they are definitely not leaders. They shouldn't be your leader either. Absolutely uh, not. Without a controlled demolition, the world will collapse for all, including the elites. The world has changed so much, and nothing seems to make sense anymore. The blatant corruption is out in the open. The obvious propaganda, media, the erosion of our rights. What is the end game? He says, and that's the end of his threat. Mm. He's right, but I don't think the problem. The I don't think that the collapse is going to prove that you know Western civilization or democracy or Republican concepts. I don't think it's proof that those ideas failed. It will be proof that statism failed. Oh, and that I, statism in the long run, imperialism, however yeah. you wish to characterize it, it doesn't work. Well, that's freedom. the system. It that's will the be system written, that sure. It will be written up as the failure of capitalism, but of mm-hmm. course, and right. what we have freedom. isn't capitalism, and it never, yeah. it never was. Um, That's true. And it's been getting farther and farther away from capitalism ever since the fascist takeover during uh, FDR's reign. Oh, and there was one I skipped. Sorry, the second to last post. You may have heard about the Great Reset, I said he did mention that here, or the New World Order. It is a controlled demolition of the global markets, economies, and, or sorry, is it a controlled demolition of the global markets, economies, and the world as we know it? A shift into a new dystopian future where elites are the masters of the slaves without the cosmetics of democracy. Seems yes. like it. That's exactly what it is. And as he points out, 
And as we saw with the recent World Economic Forum uh, video feed that they had, they're mm-hmm. coming right out and telling it to you. They're they're not hiding this anymore, even though the Bilderberg Group's still behind closed doors. World Economic Forum's just blasting it out there. But the question is, do we have the guns to fight back? There's more coming up here in moments. Hour 2 is next. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the program. We're talking about the so-called Great Reset, or the economic disaster that is being forced upon the people of the planet through endless money printing and lockdowns and other forced business closures and things like that. If you want to join us, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. Coming up, uh, the uh, I think the president or CEO of the J.P. Morgan Bank is actually coming out and admitting that an economic hurricane is on the way. Arya has that story. He is the CEO yep. of J.P. Morgan. You are correct. That's what I thought. Uh, so with you tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Arya. We're going to go back to your phone calls, though. Uh, actually, to your calls. I don't think we had a call in the first hour. Uh, you can bring up anything you want here on Free Talk Live. So we'll start out by talking with Renee, calling us from Louisiana. Renee, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Talking about right now? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, we I had you muted there for a second. Say again. May I, may, I, uh, may I talk about the topic you brought up, the Great Reset? You don't have economics? to ask for permission to talk about a thing here. You can call in and talk mm-hmm. about anything you want, Renee. So you go right ahead. Okay, well, uh, my... my my opinion is if by any chance, especially in our country, there's anybody with, like if ever we get the Republicans back in office, there's anybody that on purpose, for Marxist reasons, tweaked or played with the economy, they should have a, a proposed a new law, economic hate crimes against humanity, for messing up the economy because it causes people hardship, it causes some people maybe to die, loss of property and money to survive. And uh, if it's the actual, if people are actually doing that because they learned that in college and they want a Marxist revolt, and we could find that out, you know, that should be a law. People should be thrown in jail for that. Now, the problem with creating new laws is it's laws that already got us to this point. I think we've got enough laws. And secondly, even if you were to create that law, why would the government enforce it upon themselves? Well, 
Yeah, I guess you're right, but there's some, you know, the government's not unified, kind of like the Great Reset's not unified. What do you mean they're not unified? See, I see them as as unified. I've I've believed for a long time that the uh, Republicans and the Democrats are controlled by the same people. The Republicans talk a better game in some ways, but when anything counts... Uh, you know, they 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 get all bipartisan on us. And the Democrats also talk a good game in some ways as well. Uh, yeah, that's that's they always true. talk a good game. Both Republicans and Democrats, when they're not the ones in power, they they each talk a good game for a different audience, mm-hmm. and that's that's an an important thing. I think that's one of well, the reasons that they're pushing, uh, for example, racial uh, hatred. Um, in both directions is they, what terrifies the government is a united population because a united population can destroy them. But if they can keep the population fighting against itself, then the government by being more organized can win. Well, one last comment. I think the great... The Great Reset may work in some areas, but it will splinter because you have different powers. You have the Chinese, you have the Soviets, you have radical and moderate Islam fighting, and you have greedy mafioso types here and there. I think the Great Reset will work to a degree in different, like 1984, in three different four places, but they'll still fight each other. It'll never be a perfect one-world Great Reset. I tend to agree. As yeah. I understand Although, it, the, the Great Reset is mostly a Western thing, and it doesn't factor mm-hmm. in the Chinese or Russian governments. They're not part of the Great Reset. Yeah, that's, I that's don't true. know that that's necessarily true. I mean, you have Trudeau, who's the uh, the poster child for the World Economic Forum, talking about his, uh, his admiration for the Chinese dictatorship. Sure. You have Klaus... Uh, what's his name? Yep. Klaus Schwab, uh, talking about how great uh, China is. Yeah, they all um, view you know China's tyranny you, as a model uh, on how to be how to behave. But n- none of them are trying to like get China yeah. to participate in the Great Reset. They're like, hey, join us. We're going to screw over our population and take control. See, I, China and Russia aren't invited to the party. I don't. I don't know that that that's that that's the case. I I don't even know that the war in the Ukraine, for example, is a real thing. Um, I would not be surprised if it was simply a planned thing to uh, to manipulate the public, um, and that Putin uh, was in on the game. Because who would jump at this faster? Than the Chinese and the and the uh, Russian governments who have absolutely no concern for the welfare of of their people. They don't even pretend like the American mm-hmm. government pretends to be concerned for the welfare um, of uh, people in general and the American people. I think the point in is particular they don't want to give up, and a lot of people in power don't want to give up their power to some other group. What? One parting shot, please. Yeah, sure. Uh, my thing, I'm, I'm in an all state. My all wonder state. is how come, say, Louisiana, Alabama, Texas, even Trudeau's Canada and Mexico 
and maybe even Alaska, don't just make their own OPEC or join OPEC and fight the forces of big greed, because all mm -hmm. is our money. And I work on crew boats. The thing is, they don't even need an organization like OPEC to uh, to fight OPEC, because OPEC does what it does by restricting drilling. Mm -hmm. And so anything you drill, any oil you pull out of the ground is fighting OPEC, even if that has, if even if that forms no energy. part of your intention. What's that, Renee? I said, if the all states of North America could even join OPEC to fight big green energy, world green energy, which is ah. detrimental to the planet. Mm. Thank you, Renee, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Aren't there severe restrictions in the United States by the federal government gang on who can uh, pull oil? Yeah, the there have to be to keep uh, prices as high as as they are. Biden is cooperating with uh, OPEC every time he restricts oil drilling. Whether or not that's his intention, it's what he's doing because... Mm -hmm. I think what the caller didn't understand was that the existence of OPEC and their ability to control the supply of oil is why green energy or whatever is so popular in the first place. It's the only thing that is allowed to compete with OPEC to any degree whatsoever. Well, he, green energy would be popular with or without OPEC because oil bad, green good. Um, right, but yeah, I mean, that's I mean, part the of the problem... mythology that's put down by the media, and that was what the caller was getting at, is that we need to take down mm -hmm. the green energy industry, and we need to it's pair up with schools. OPEC in order to do it. It's in the media. These kids today are so indoctrinated with the whole green thing that they're suffering from what they call eco-anxiety. There's now a diagnosis mm -hmm. for young people who are freaking out because they've been told as they've been growing up that the world's going to literally end in the beginning of their lifetime and, and they're wondering why there are more school shootings sure oh well yeah and and a lot of these guys the uh the guy who shot up the store in buffalo the environment a was guy. a big part of his yeah. he was an eco-fascist right. which you know that's fascism is something that people turn to when they're scared and uh, and so what we what we can uh, be pretty sure of is that he's terrified of some kind of of uh, ecological collapse. How that mm -hmm. matches with his racism, I don't know. Uh, but he's uh, you know, and there's a lot of people who are absolutely terrified of yeah. what the environment's going to do. It's Personally, I think they're going to solve the environmental problem by killing off a large percentage of the human race. And then there are people who believe in that. Uh, what was it? Was Bill Gates one of them? It wouldn't surprise me. I think. Somebody... Uh, yeah. Well, he did make the comment that through just use of uh, vaccines, we could cut the population of the of the world by 15 percent. Nobody ever followed up to find out exactly how vaccines would work in that uh, More context. Up. It's Free Talk Live. whatever is on your mind the number is 603-283-6160 
And Free Talk Live, by the way, is uh, brought to you by listeners like Damian Williams, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS program at amps.freetalklive.com. Damien's uh, silver level, which means that he is contributing at least five bucks a month, and we certainly appreciate that support. St- AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It's a way to help Free Talk Live get the ideas of liberty onto more great radio stations around the country and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head over to amps.freetalklive.com. As we continue here tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Aria. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. And then coming up, Jamie Dimon, the CEO of uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, the mega bank, is going to weigh in on what he's calling an economic hurricane coming in soon. Uh, but uh, Olivia is in Arizona. First up, go ahead, Olivia. Hey, I had a couple of questions for Aria. But first, I wanted to talk about the subject of uh, Google Doodle a couple of days ago. His name was Kiyoshi. Google Kuroia. Doodle? Mm-hmm. What's that? Um, so the Google... The, if you go to the Google page, usually it just has Google in, like, green, blue, yellow, and red letters. Yeah, and they change it up to promote usually an individual or something. They do it fairly often, as yeah, I understand it. Almost daily, I think. But, I mean, who even goes to Google.com anymore? <laughs> um, well, I guess me. <laughs> but, um, you don't just type what you want into, like, your address bar and have it automatically use whatever search engine you prefer? I do that, too, but it will show up. The little doodle, there's like an icon near the top of the page, too. Ah, uh, the search results. The of the day. Yeah, if Google yeah. is your search page, you'll see that as your result. Mm. So what was this uh, person you were saying? Google what now? Uh, his name was Kiyoshi Kuromiya. I hope I said that right. It's Japanese. Um, he was a gay rights activist, but he was also an anti-war activist. And I, so I clicked on it, and I read his wiki page, and I just wanted to share some of his activism because I got the biggest kick out of it. Hmm. Um, at the University of Pennsylvania, he was the instigator of the largest anti-war demonstration in Penn's history with 2,000 people in attendance. He had, um, he had formed a group called the Americong, and he said that an innocent dog would be burned alive with napalm in front of the, um, in front of the, the library. And so 2,000 people showed up protesting, and he handed out leaflets that said, congratulations, you saved the lives of an innocent dog. How about the hundreds of thousands of Vietnamese that have been burned alive? Ooh, um, nice. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty <laughs> slick, because that's smart, too, because remember back when uh, the, you know, the war in Iraq and Afghanistan was going, and there was news at one point that some soldiers had thrown puppies off of a cliff? Do you remember mm-hmm. that story? People were outraged about this. It, it was and a true story, if I recall it was correctly, true. wasn't it? Yeah, and they did yeah. get in trouble for it. But, of course, this, those same people are killing human beings left and right. And that's just, oh, that's just a statistic. But when it happens to a puppy, uh, then all of a sudden people start to yeah. care. So this I mean, guy, humans killing humans, that, that's terrible. That, that's a tragedy, right? But killing other species, it does feel a little bit more evil. Because humans humans are the ones committing evil, so it, it's fair at least for other humans to be the victims of that evil. But the, the puppies aren't out there. No, no puppy is out there committing an act of evil. Generally, yeah, well, I, I don't know. If you were a sheep, um and and being eaten by wolves you probably wouldn't like it very much but it's not evil but i mean we dogs don't, don't have a moral compass um yeah i would say i would say that's that's definitely true but it was smart because the dude used the fact that people care more about what happens to an animal 
than I don't they know do if I'd want to play that game. It's clever. Their fellow man. I mean, he never was going to burn a dog. Alive. I know. Yeah, they they do, and they also care more about what's close to them than than what's far away from them. Yeah. Um, and that I think is just an, a natural defense mechanism that you know you can't wrap your mind around tragedies that, that happen on the other side of the world but if somebody's doing something across town that feels like something you can have an effect on like you can go and you know if if necessary just beat that person up until they stop doing what they're doing what else uh olivia did you want to share about this guy uh, I had a couple of questions for Arya, too, but I really loved this also. Um, he also went to the Pentagon with Abby Hoffman, and there was a large demonstration. Uh, it was kind of a performance art protest where they held hands and attempted to levitate the Pentagon. But oh, when that I remember didn't work, that. <laughs> when that didn't work, they took the police barricades and made bonfires all around the length of the Pentagon. <laughs> and... Uh, Kiyoshi held up a, a poster that had F-word, the draft, but of course he spelled the actual word, mm-hmm. and he was arrested and put in jail for an indecent poster. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, so, um, but I, I did have a question for Arya, sure. um, and nobody, I'd love to hear what you had to say about that, where they tried to levitate the, the Pentagon too, but... Um, it's Aria, a heavy building. Wanted... It's probably not going to work. Would have been cool though if they could just levitate it and make it go away, right like, into shoot the it ocean, towards... man, <laughs> or shoot the moon yeah. or something. Anywhere well, else. maybe instead of, of trying to get the building high, they should have tried. They should have gotten the people inside it high, and maybe mm. they would have been able to see the error in their ways. Put some acid in the uh, the water supply or something like that. Maybe ecstasy. I think <laughs> would have had better results. Um. Yeah. Well, ecstasy definitely works well with uh, post traumatic stress disorder, mm. and I think a lot of the people. Uh, I think a lot of the people doing evil are doing evil not because they're bad, but because they're sick. They think it's good. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They 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 see it as defense. All right, Olivia, you had a question. I did for Aria. Um, Aria, would you prefer if people saw you as a trans woman, or would you prefer to just be seen as a woman? And I also had a comment about um. About, I have some relatives who think it's extremely clever to sit there and say, no, your DNA, it's built in your DNA that you are this gender and blah, blah, blah. And it makes me think of my auntie, my mom's sister, who was born with a congenital heart defect. She uh, was born with a hole in her heart that had to be repaired in the 1960s with heart surgery. And it's like, so my auntie, by her DNA, is a person with a hole in her heart. But no one goes around saying, well, you have a hole in your heart. You have a hole in your heart. Because she doesn't have a hole in her heart. They fixed it. So I'm just like, this DNA argument is just stupid to me. But would you prefer to be seen as a trans woman or as just a regular woman? Like, I mean, it's a fair question, but I, I don't think my preference on it really makes a difference. For, for better or worse, I am a trans woman. I will never just be a woman. The, anyone who calls me a woman, they're always going to have some asterisk a- attached to that, mm-hmm. right? I'm, and trans is usually the asterisk, but I'm not simply a woman. I'm never going to be a woman. The tools in the trunk are a little different. Yeah. So I'm, I am a trans woman. <laughs> Whether I Would I prefer to just be a woman instead of being a trans woman? Well, absolutely. It would have made my life a lot easier. Mm. But that's mm-hmm. not the way that things worked out. For I am a trans woman, and... Whether I would prefer that to not be the case is irrelevant. It is what I am. And I'll, I'll bring that back to your, uh, to your DNA uh, statement, which is words 
and and language work by a process of spontaneous order okay they're very much like economies in in that way and as a result of that the the meanings of words consistently shift so within the context for example of a biologist it makes perfect sense for a biologist to define sex as simply based on chromosomes and physical uh, reality other people may define sex or gender based on personality um but different words have different meanings in different contexts there's more coming up here thanks olivia it's free talk live Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the Forkfest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the Forkfest Forum. You can find links to those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there. Forkfest.party. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, some people are freaking out over a drag show that happened in Dallas targeting children. Apparently. We'll get into that on the way here. With you tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Aria. Also, we still have to talk about Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, the big bank, what he has to say about an upcoming economic hurricane. Those are, I believe he called the, the term hurricane. We'll get into he that. He used the word hurricane, yeah. Uh, we'll get into that, uh, but also coming up, uh, our co-host Mark Edge is going to be speaking at the Free Cities Foundation annual conference called Liberty in Our Lifetime. It's happening in Prague from October 21st through the 23rd. Oh, he jacked Liberty in Our Lifetime. Oh, dear. Well, I don't know if he's the one organizing Somebody this jacked yeah. it. Well, we didn't own it. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? If they can get to Liberty in Our Lifetime sooner than uh, we can here in New Hampshire, then... More power to That's them. awesome. More power to well, them. Liberty I want people lifetime, to be free. That, that's a Libertarian Party thing, right? No, it's that's a free state project. It, it was it? originally a free state project slogan. I, I never heard it before the Me free either. state project. Because yeah. it's like, the, like, I think it's the opening line of the Libertarian Party p- platform. Boy, it's, I don't know about it's that. It's something about achieving liberty in our lifetime. Uh, you'll have to you'll have to check on that one. I I don't know the last time I looked at the Libertarian Party platform in any meaningful sense. Uh, so again, this is happening in Prague, October twenty first through the twenty third. The purpose is to showcase autonomous cities 
and intentional communities that are springing up around the world, offering opportunities to, uh, for settlers to live freer lives. The conference theme is Parallel Structures for Progress, and they'll expose or explore rather physical developments and parallel structures emerging in education and finance that offer alternatives for people looking for better ways to learn, educate their children, and invest in the future. Free Talk Live listeners get a 20% discount on tickets. Use code FTL20 when checking out uh, over at Eventbrite. I presume that is available on their website. Yes, LifetimeLiberty.com. And you can also follow their conference on Twitter at the handle at LibertyIOL, standing for uh, Liberty in Our Lifetime. You can uh, get your tickets soon and take oh. advantage of the early bird <laughs> discount. I had to figure that one out. I was like, why is That it? makes sense. Because when I was doing it, I was like, Liberty IOL. What is it? What does I thought it, it I thought it was mistyped. I thought it was supposed to be Liberty LOL or something. I did. So no. That's why I changed the font on the <laughs> yeah, I just to that. make it clear. I was like, there's no way. Very Life, weird. LifetimeLiberty.com, code FTL20. You can save 20% on your tickets. And again, it's in Prague, October 21st through the 23rd. So let's get into uh, Jamie Dimon here. What is it that he has to say, Ari, you wanted to share tonight? Well, he's This warning. guy, by the way, hates Bitcoin. He that's does. A, he... That's, that's where we've talked about him in the past. And then his bank started selling Bitcoin to its top investors after he talked S about it for years. Well, yeah, he didn't, want the, he didn't want the plebs to buy it up, right? I guess, yeah. Are, are they uh, selling altcoins or just Bitcoin? I don't know. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon warned of a looming economic hurricane caused by an increasingly hawkish Federal Reserve, rising inflationary pressures, and the Russian invasion of Ukraine. That, now, they're going to blame as much as they can on, on Ukraine. Yeah, and, and interestingly enough, he's blaming a hawkish Federal Reserve, which probably refers, when, when people refer to the Federal Reserve as hawkish, they're talking about uh, generally raising interest, interest rates, rates, which they did do, which recently. which means reducing the flow of money because they talk about lowering interest rates like it's something they can just do, but they can't just lower interest rates by decree mm-hmm. because if nobody is ready to lend money at that rate then that's not the rate. So in order to actually lower interest rates and make it effective, the Fed has to stand ready to lend money at that rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you raise interest rates, you're saying the federal government is less willing, or the Federal Reserve is less willing to print and lend money. Um, and so that's what they mean when they say hawkish. So he's joint, he's blaming the cure for the disease. Diamond, who said at the beginning of May that there were storm clouds forming on the economic horizon, ratcheted up his warning on Wednesday, citing fresh challenges facing the Fed as it seeks to tame the hottest inflation in a generation. <laughs> oh, love- that's hot. Yeah. The inflation that they caused. <laughs> right. I love how they pretend. Did you guys see the uh, the comments from that Janet Yellen character recently? How she was acting like, oh, well, however could we have predicted this? I just can't understand. I just, it yeah. took us by surprise. I did not I see that. I think it was Michael Malice who wrote that the most frustrating thing about being a libertarian was predicting the future and then sitting and watching TV as government expert after government expert goes on TV and says, nobody could have predicted this. And they never ask the people who did predict it. Like Ron Paul of Uh more than a decade ago. Yeah. For instance. Warning about an economic crisis right before the 2007 recession. Yeah. 
And you know, mm. then recently he was on Free yeah, Talk Live talking about. Yeah, as early as two thousand and three, he was worrying. He was uh, he was warning about the housing crash. Sure, and recently he was on Free Talk Live talking about you know the coming economic disaster, mm-hmm. and he again he's going to be right. Absolutely. But, not enough people are listening. Nobody can predict these things except the crazy people, because when you correctly predict the future, they say you're crazy. Mm-hmm. I said there were storm clouds, but I'm going to change it. It's a hurricane, he said, during a conference hosted by Alliance Bernstein Holdings. Right now, it's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. Everyone thinks the Fed can handle it. <laughs> That hurricane uh, is right out there down the road, coming our way. We don't know if it's a minor one or Superstorm sta- Sandy. You better brace yourself. Didn't Biden also say something recently about how everything is okay? People are just there. They've got the best savings they've ever had. We and- need like a, Mormon, mm. a Morgan Freeman like copycat to just narrate right now. But everyone was not okay. No. Yes. And everyone knows it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the The people... The people who aren't steeped in monetary monetary on uh, modern monetary free uh, mm-hmm. theory know it. I mean, yeah. isn't it up to like two thirds of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck or something like that? I think you reported that recently. Yeah, there are two mm-hmm. main issues that Diamond said are worrying him: the Federal Reserve moving to unwind its eight point nine trillion dollar balance sheet. Deploying a lesser-known tool known as quantitative tightening that will further tighten credit for U.S. households. I've heard about this. It's the opposite of quantitative easing. Easing, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Now, now, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I heard that they're going to take a bunch of their assets and somehow liquidate them. Is that what's happening? Well, it's the opposite of of quantitative easing. Easing. Quantitative easing is when you take dollars and and you buy up assets. Mm So, uh, so quantitative tightening would be when you, uh, when you effectively sell assets and then burn the money. So they're going to, they're going to try to take money out of, uh, supply. Yeah. They're going to try to get it. They're going to try to stretch it out into one more cycle of, uh, of, of inflation. And I think they're going to fail. Um, but you well, know. if they're taking money out of supply, wouldn't that undo some of the the damage? That would be deflation. It, yeah. it will undo some of it. The problem is at at the same time, uh, if you look at the decisions that businesses make when mm-hmm. they decide whether or not to expand, whether or not to hire people, that's heavily based on the interest rate because basically, if the profit you're going to earn from a chunk of money is greater than the interest you're going to pay on that money, then, then it's it. worth borrowing that money right. and expanding. So the problem is, and the part of the of the problem that he sees is that if you raise interest rates, money comes out of the stock market um, and people become less willing to invest. So at that point, you're looking at, at recession. So you're saying that if the, the Fed is selling off all these assets, that could push stock prices down even further? Uh, yes, it because could push stock prices down. It could because presumably that's what the assets we're talking about here, right? Didn't the Fed buy a bunch of stocks back in 2020 um, to push the market? Yeah, up? they bought stocks, they bought bonds, they mm-hmm. bought all kinds. I think they bought foreclosed houses. Mm. Um, or could this crash least... the real estate market? Huh? Do you think this could crash the real estate market if they've got a bunch of homes? Um, it could. I mean. Which wouldn't be bad from a consumer point no of view, because lower housing costs are good for More people. More coming up here. Uh, you can share your thoughts. Free Talk Live. 
Talk Live, and the phones are open here. You can join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And bring up whatever you want. We're talking right now about the so-called economic hurricane that is being predicted by Jamie Dimon, the CEO. Here I am. <laughs> Rocking like a hurricane. Going to rock your economics (laughs) like a hurricane, according to him. Now, he's, and you've made some interesting points here, nobody, that this guy, what he considers to be an economic hurricane, isn't necessarily what the average person is looking at. No, he's interested in his. Um, in his investors Mm -hmm. who are rich people who hold a lot of stocks. So, uh, so just like when you force a lot of money into the stock market, you get the roaring twenties. When you take that or when you print a lot of money, a lot of it goes into the stock market. Um, mm-hmm. and you get the roaring twenties. When you take that money out, you get the great depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you get a depression. The, the, the thing about the great depression is, uh, monetary policy caused the depression, but it was FDR who made it great. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made it great by, uh, being so unpredictable and so irrational on government policy toward prediction that nobody in the right mind would invest in anything because you never knew when the government was just going to come and regulate you out of existence or steal everything you had. So there's a story here over at Market Watch because I wanted to know more about this quantitative tightening, which apparently yeah. is starting this week. Yeah. Uh, as I, or maybe it was last Wednesday. The opposite Wednesday. of quantitative e- easing. Yeah, well, I didn't know a whole lot about that either. I thought quantitative easing was just them printing money, but apparently it was them buying up stocks. Well, it well, is they them money printing, it, printing money, but in order to get the money into circulation, it has to go to somebody. Uh, and so the question is, who does it go to? Mm. And the answer is it goes to somebody who can yield up some other asset in exchange for it. Which they then hold on to, and now they're going to take those assets and attempt to sell them. Right. Uh, and according to Market Watch, they say starting Wednesday, but this was written last week on Tuesday. So I believe this started last week. Uh, the Fed will begin reducing its holdings of Treasury securities... Those are government bonds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Agency debt and agency mortgage-backed securities. Now, what that is... Whatever the hell any of that is. I have no idea. Uh, Mortgage-backed securities are the... uh, One of the proximate causes of the housing crash. They're basically companies that... about home mortgages? uh, Yeah, companies Mm -hmm. that sell mortgages will divide... um, You'll basically buy shares in a whole passel of mortgages, and so you're mm. not. Uh, and and your profit. If one of them fails, then it's not the end of the world. If one um, mortgage gets collected on or whatever. Exactly, it, it like kind of averages. Um, it's like a lasagna where only one of the layers is human feces. The I rest, see. the rest are quite good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Until a bunch of them go bad. Well, I mean, and, even one layer being, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's that's not healthy. Um, so it says here they're going to try to sell these things off to a tune of forty-seven point five billion dollars per month for the first three months, 
after this, the total amount to be reduced goes up to $95 billion per month, with policymakers prepared to adjust their approach as the economy and financial markets evolve. So basically, we're looking mm-hmm. at the end of summer, they're going to move to $95 billion a month of selling off these assets. So they're trying to pull yeah. USD out of circulation. That's what they say. Yeah. yeah, but they're doing it on a, on a very small scale mm-hmm. uh yeah. 90 95 billion call it 100 billion right. okay that's one-tenth of a trillion right. so over the course of a year they would pull less than a trillion out of the economy right. and just at just the very first covid bill put three trillion, trillion, three trillion into yeah. the economy right. so you know what what they're doing is too little too late mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be worse. Uh, I remember when COVID-19 began, I was like, look, cash is going to be really, really easy to get for a while. And then it's going to be almost impossible to get. Hmm. And I think this is going to be one of the contributing factors that leads us into that place where it's, it's impossible to find cash. Because that's what happened during the Great, the Great Depression, right? There, no one just had any money. And we're going mm, to see that mm. again. We're just people don't have any money. They're well, going to look, they're gonna look around and they're going to ask cash. It's going to be online zeros and ones. It's the same difference. Yeah, they're, they're that's just still not considered have a, cash, though. It's still included, mm-hmm. I believe, in M one. We should okay. look that up. And they're going to look around and they're like, man, I don't have any money in my bank account, and I can't find a job because these employers don't have any money in their bank accounts or whatever because the Fed put it out of circulation and countless other factors that the Feds mm-hmm. are just contributing to. But I think this is one of the next steps in the economic collapse uh yeah i think it's it's some of the inevitable thrashing Mm -hmm. that they're going to do i think uh think of it like a drowning man he thrashes around he tries everything but he's drowning Mm -hmm. um and that's where i diverge from you though i don't think they're drowning i think it's intentional i think they know what the effects of this are going to be and i think that's what they want in order to execute the great reset um, I think you're probably right mm. in that. I think really they're creating the illusion of trying to do something because, you know, Biden's tried to blame inflation on Putin. He's tried to blame it on, uh, you know, corporations suddenly becoming greedy, which they never were before. Mm. Um, and nobody's buying any of it. So, Well, all they have to do is say, you know, we're tr- we're going to... We're going to wear pink today in order to curb inflation. And the masses of Americans are so stupid that the that at least half the people they did out that? there. No, oh, okay. I said if. Oh, okay. If they were to do this, <laughs> a large number of Americans were like, look, they did everything they could to fight inflation. They wore pink, man. What yeah. more do you want from them? People do are the rain stupid. Dance next. They, they, uh, so this quantitative tightening, they, they can just say, look, we're doing this to help curb inflation or to make the economy better or whatever that's Mm -hmm. yeah but it doesn't matter what the actual results of that are going to be in it because we know it's not going to be it's not going to help the economy at all and the masses of people are still gonna be like well they tried the reduction should, should have done more quantitative tightening well it will probably take the edge off it and if they did what what was done in 1982 for example now we had a very similar situation but less so in the 70s when we were suffering from what they called stagflation Mm -hmm. which meant they had high uh the thing you heard on the news every day was double digit inflation and double digit unemployment um and in 19 when when uh 
Um, Ronald Reagan was first elected. Interestingly enough, the the head of the Federal Reserve was still the, the last one appointed by Carter. I can't remember his name, hmm. uh, but he did uh, tighten uh, monetary policy, which caused uh, what they called the Reagan recession. Um, but then because of the stronger dollar that resulted from that, they then had a pretty good economic expansion during the Reagan term. Um, but, but again, this was Carter's doing, oddly enough. And of course, um, the totals we were talking about back then were chump change compared to what's going on today. Oh, yeah, abs- yeah. absolutely. Uh, now, there's a little bit more here about what the supposed plan is. The reduction will occur as maturing securities roll off the Fed's portfolio and proceeds are no longer reinvested. As of September, the roll-offs will be occurring at, quote, a substantially faster and more aggressive, unquote, pace than the process which started in 2017, according to Wells Fargo. By the Institute's calculations, the Fed's balance sheet could shrink by almost $1.5 trillion by the end of 2033, taking it down <laughs> to around $7.5 trillion. So it's Over a, a, 11 years? No, no, no. Uh, in one... The first, the first year, the end of oh, 2020. Uh, I thought you said 2030. 2023. Okay. Uh, taking it down. So it was $9 It's $9 trillion, apparently about right now, and it's going to go down, they say, to $7.5 trillion. And if QT continues as expected, quote, this $1.5 trillion reduction in the balance sheet could be equivalent to another 75 to 100 basis points of tightening, unquote, at a time when the Fed funds rate is expected to be around 3.25 to 3.5, and the current target range of that rate is between 0.75 and 1%. So it sounds like they're planning on raising those rates again and again. Uh, yeah, it sounds that way. And a basis point if is either 1%... Of one percent, uh, or it's one one thousandth of one percent. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which. I think it's one percent of one percent. And isn't that the rate at which they are loaning to the banks, basically? Um, I, what did they call it? The Fed uh, Fed funds rate. Uh, the Fed funds rate, I believe, yes, is the rate at which they lend to banks. All right, there's more coming up here at 603-283-6160, and that's one of the reasons why Jamie Dimon is upset, because those numbers are going up. Yes, he wants the money in the stock market. There's more on the way here. Hour 3 is next. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. The phones are open, and you can join us here. Bring up whatever is on your mind, 603-283-6160. If you want to comment on the economy and what you see coming down the road, doesn't look too good. There's a lot of people saying that. With you tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Aria. But if you believe the White House and the official government line, then everything's rosy. This is the quote if that If you I, believe the White House, you're a moron. You're a sucker, no doubt. And you always <laughs> have been. Whether we're talking about the Trump White House or the Biden White House or the Obama or Bush or whoever. Here's the quote I was referring to earlier just offhand. I didn't have it in front of me. This is from a speech Biden gave, I don't know, two or three days ago, it looks like. June 3rd. Quote, it is only about jobs. Since I took office, families are carrying less debt. Their average savings are up. 
A recent survey from the Federal what Reserve. What world does he live in where that's true? Let me second, give the second sentence and then I'll be done because I don't want to read the rest of it. But a recent survey from the Federal Reserve, that's a trustworthy institution, found that more Americans feel financially comfortable than at any time since the survey began in 2013. Hmm. Everything he just said is a lie. Yes. Let's switch over to Gallup News, where they do what is called the Economic Confidence Index. This is where they do a poll that's actually, quote, scientific, and it's not just some Fed Fed secretary writing down what she wants the government to say. D.C., they report the Economic Confidence Index is now measured negative 45, which is down from negative 39 in each of the previous two months. It's the lowest reading in Gallup's trend during the coronavirus pandemic, and likely the lowest confidence has been since the tail end of the Great Recession in early 2009. And then they show the graph of this particular confidence number. And basically, it goes from negative 100 to positive 100. And it measures the relative confidence of the American people, as asked by Gallup in an ongoing survey on a year-by-year, at least year-by-year, maybe they do it more than once a year, basis. And uh, it uh, it was in the positives at around 2015. It dipped negative Maybe in 2016, it looked like. Uh, yeah, they do. It looks like a couple times a year. And then uh, 2017, they uh, it, it went up even more positive to a high of 41. Positive 41 at the very beginning of 2020, right before, oh. <laughs> right before uh, coronavirus happened. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it had not been that high. So the score of 41, the last time it was that high was back in like the year 2000. So, I can imagine it plummeted for the second plummeted. 2020 rating they have. Yep, it plummeted, came back up towards zero for uh, t- most of 2021, and it has been steadily going downward since now at negative 45. So if the American people are feeling less positive than they have felt in the last 12 or 13 years, because the only other time, again, was the the last recession— then that in no way can b- jive with what Joe Biden is saying here, claiming that Americans, more of them, feel financially comfortable than at any time since 2013. No, they're less comfortable. That's right. Um, By definition, financially, they are worse off. Their buying power is worse than it's been. And there's and less to buy. That's true, too. Especially if you need baby formula. Yep. Well, so there's anyway. none of that to buy. Mm. Well, th- there's some. There's uh, sure. There's less than needed. Well, none of us are going down that particular aisle of the grocery store. I suspect we don't have in- intimate knowledge with. Uh, Ain't nobody got time for that <laughs> with that subject. But if you want to weigh in on it, you're welcome to do so. Uh, let's talk to Sarah. She's in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Oh yes, I just want to remember. I'm I am always into this uh, ionizers and. Ionizing technology with the oxygen molecule, and I just want to explain what the the ionized oxygen really does in our body. Please do, I'm Sarah. Sure you're I cannot an wait to hear what you think it does. Well, I mean, th- this was actually from um, there was a machine that th- it was part of the advertisement that they were selling this machine that they have these machine that at. Let me guess. This uh, is your network marketing company that sells the machine. No, no, no. It's no. about it's it's. They were on the commercial, and I don't hear them anymore. But 
This is part of their. I've only either they sold the so many machines and they don't have to advertise anymore because they're tremendously successful, or they've gone out of business. What's an eye yeah, on I'm Sarah? <laughs> so, so that, uh, what, what Sarah, did you, did you hear the question? Okay, I no, no, no. There was a question okay. for you. Go ahead. What's an you ion? What okay, the the ion is that the one that I'm talking about is happens in nature. The oxygen molecule picks up an elect, extra electron, so it becomes like ionized, becomes a uh, negative negatively charge. charged. Yes, that that part's correct. Okay. Yeah, hey, so then, I'm impressed. But, oh, yeah, I, I am too. <laughs> But the thing about it is that this actually happens in nature. So after a good thunderstorm, yes, it does. if you're up in the forest or if you're next to a waterfall, um, they have all these natural um, ionizers uh, that happen uh, naturally. Like, I think there has to be... Um, you can smell it, right? Isn't that on. that smell after a, a fresh rain or whatever? Isn't that sort of the ionized air, supposedly, or something like that? Right. And then the the reason I'm trying to explain that the we the reason why we get all this cooked up energy and it feels refreshing is because because uh, our actually our red blood cell actually is able to pick up more oxygen molecule because of the ionization. So that was the explanation what I heard on the commercial, which I that's so let me, I want to make sure I understand energy. this correctly. If you negatively charge your red blood cells, they're able to carry more oxygen. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I think no, no, it's no. the opposite. If you yeah. uh, if you negatively charge the oxygen, your hemoglobin's able to absorb more of it. I don't know if that's right. true or not. And but. what is the purported benefit of this? You just you're generally more rejuvenated. You're feeling peppier. I mean, what's the the benefit of having more oxygen in your well, your red blood cells? Well, that's the point. That's the whole point. That it all, at the same time, this ionization cleanses the air um, in your in your surrounding area. And then also you feel like you're in the mountains. You feel refreshed. <laughs> you're getting more oxygen. To, but why are you? Guys Isn't it laughing? harder to breathe Just in the mountains? Just eat a Klondike bar. I don't know. If that's then you'll feel like you're standing on top of a mountain, right? <laughs> Isn't that the commercial? You bite into it, suddenly you're standing on top of the Swedish Alps. So I, I gotta wonder, Sarah, why didn't you buy the machine? Because she's poor. Well, the thing about it is that well, that's it. I was like, she's I got welfare money. I mean, she can afford stuff me. like this. You're not eating steaks every night, are you? No, just once in a while. But what what the thing is? What's amazing is that the salt, the the salt with the lamp inside the middle does the same thing. That's the amazing thing about it. The I salt lamps. This, yeah. yeah, the salt lamp. Run that exactly by me one more time. Okay, you I've heard those that? are BS I, salt lamps. I've never heard of a okay. salt lamp. Okay, Sarah, what is a mama. salt lamp? Okay, let me tell you. Okay. Have you ever seen a pink salt that lights up? Have you ever seen them at any of the beauty salons or spas or anywhere that a you pink, went? What? It's or... pink Himalayan salt I have seen. Yeah, right. And it's, I and used it's to date up. a hippie chick. Okay. So then the thing is, I, I am a believer. I thought this was a BS. I so see this, them is in a a chunk, this is just a chunk of salt that someone put light. a light in? What, what, right, but why, why are people that, doing this? Like, what, what, what are hippies okay, doing these days, man? This okay, is maybe, old, man. Maybe this is are always up. doing crazy stuff. Okay, I would explain to your answer. I mean, I'll, I'll say if you keep your 
She's a mascot, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, we're just trying to figure out what you're talking about. Well, she's talking about the salt lamp. I just showed you a photo of them. So we had to find out what a salt lamp is because just a few minutes ago you were talking about ionizing the oxygen and then you go straight to the salt lamp. She's saying she thinks the salt lamp does the same thing as the machine, right, Sarah? Not that I think. I know that it does because I own I own salt lamps and I know the difference in the air quality. That's it. Now, is it a candle or is it just a light that's in there? Well, it's either or. You could use Hmm. um, any type of heat. I've seen the ones with the the candles in it, or you could have like a light, any kind of a light bulb source. So I thought this was a bunch of malarkey. Thank you for the call tonight, Sarah. Appreciate it. The number is 603-283-6160. Is this thing for real, the salt lamp claims? Well, she what? correctly defined ion. She did. Which, you were surprised. completely blew my mind. <laughs> what are the salt lamp claims? Uh, well, uh, we can talk about it coming up here in moments. And you can share your thoughts as well. Maybe you've got experience with them. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here and bring up what you want. The number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Coming up, there's a apparently an event that happened over the weekend that conservatives are freaking out about in Texas, of all places. It was a drag show for kids, apparently. We'll get into that coming up here, but... I, we, you would ask the question, Arya, what is a salt lamp? Yeah, because it's the first I've ever heard about it. But you showed me a picture and it looks like just a, a large chunk of salt. It is. Um, a lantern or something in some it. Some sort of heat source, some kind of light. Uh, and Sarah had called in from New Mexico pitching this as... And we didn't we didn't let her really get into her health claims that she probably would have made. She likely would oh, have claimed... Oh, it cures cancer. That these probably would, would have made that claim or something like that. And uh, there are a lot of products on the market that make a lot of claims. A lot of people swear by them, but there's usually not a lot of evidence. You know, they've done studies on salt lamps. This is not a new technology, quote unquote. It's not a new product. These things have been around for quite a long time. Uh, But I do have a story here from realsimple.com by Elizabeth Yuko. Do salt lamps actually do anything or are they just pretty Here's what the research says. So skipping down a little bit, uh, they are a fixture of spa decor and Instagram content. Salt lamps are basically large, hollowed-out chunks of pink rock salt that contain a light bulb or other type of heating element. Quote-unquote authentic salt lamps are made from rock salt mined from the Himalayan mountains, usually in Pakistan, although it's often hard to confirm if the product's uh, true or are truly from that place when purchasing it. What does it have to be from the Himalayas? Just the marketing. Okay. Uh, That's where Tibet is. It's a spiritual place. <laughs> when a salt lamp Just is, don't tell the Chinese. Uh, when it's turned off, yeah. it looks like a large decorative salmon-colored crystal sitting on a shelf. When it's turned on, it produces a soft and some might even say soothing pinkish glow. Most of the health claims made about salt lamps stem from the idea they supposedly release negative ions into the air, which is the claim that uh, Sarah was making. Science uh, Scientists have been looking into the sources and the potential benefits of air ions since the beginning of the 20th century and have found they can be generated naturally via waterfall, rain showers, or thunderstorms. However, studies on the potential mental and physical health benefits of negative ions 
that have been found in nature have largely come up empty with no consistent or reliable scientific evidence of potential therapeutic effects. Now, that said... I mean, hanging out a waterfall is going to make someone feel a little bit better. Right. And it does smell nice after a fresh rainfall, right? I've smelled that. It's an enjoyable scent. Yeah. And if that makes you feel good, then that might make you get over a sickness sooner, right? Like you're feeling positive, you're feeling good. What does this mean in terms of salt lamps, however? In short, the main basis of the health claims is that the lamp produces negative ions. Well, we can test that scientifically. And they have. So far, there has been no meaningful scientific evidence, says this story, that negative ions do anything to improve a person's mental or physical health. On top of that, there's also no evidence that salt lamps even produce and release these negative ions in the first place. That's what I would be expect to be the case because I, I don't know of what what chemical process or electrical process a a salt a piece of salt would go about ionizing <laughs> right. anything. The air, yeah. Right. Well, there's also a fixed number of electrons, so for every negative ion you produce, you also produce a positive ion. Hmm. Yeah, and it certainly couldn't do it forever, presumably, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, you could. Uh, I mean, they're, they're talking yeah, about the salt sure. emitting something, and if it's emitting anything, it's eventually it going out. to emit itself to death. Yeah, But, but again, th- no, this rev- would, no evidence for No, this. that would take place over tens of thousands of years, if it was even happening. And, I mean, and it obviously is happening because it's got a, a half-life like everything does. I mean, you can ionize things um, over time. That's how, that's how batteries work, and as long as you keep charging your battery, it in theory, will keep ionizing, although eventually, I guess, they wear out, they too. They run out. Yeah. Uh, that means there's no reason to take any of the purported health benefits of salt lamps, including claims they clean the air, boost your mood, or improve sleep quality at all seriously. Unless, of course, they do boost your mood. I mean, yeah. it's it's... We talked about the placebo effect the other night here on Free Talk Live, and it is a very, very powerful effect. Uh, we had Olivia calling in talking about uh, that she's now on SSRIs and she believes that they're helping her. And I said, well, you know, there's been studies that show uh, that uh, that placebo can cure depression. And placebo, there have been studies on placebo and anxiety as well, and they help people with anxiety. In fact, it's hard to manufacture a product that does better than the placebo effect. Well, we didn't I manufacture anxiety. it. That but stuff psil- makes me nervous. Psilocybin <laughs> convinces it does do a better job of treating depression and anxiety and these things than sure. SSRIs. Yeah, I didn't even think to bring up psilocybin in that case. That's what I would recommend. But I'm not a doctor or a medically trained professional, but the people mm-hmm. out there struggling with depression, anxiety, and stuff like that, like I used to struggle with, do what I did, maybe, and do some shrooms. Works for me. It, it, did you do it all alone, too? Just do it by yourself? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't recommend the first time or do it alone. You probably well, have I had experience with other psychedelics at that okay, point. And okay. it, it wasn't yeah. like I was going to... I had never sat down like, I'm going to do shrooms. You didn't and take I'm a heroic go. dose either, right? Your first time out? Not my uh, first time doing it by myself, no. Yeah, okay. But I wasn't like, I'm going to sit here and listen to music and go on this intense internal spiritual journey to to master myself or anything like that. Was, I'm going to have some shrooms and have a good time. Three hours later, I was laying in the grass crying about my <laughs> yeah. oneness with the universe, but that wasn't the intention. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> and, you know, that's one of the things people talk about bad trips. Mm-hmm. And I've never had a bad trip. I've had uncomfortable trips. Yeah, where you had to do with something right yeah yeah but generally 
having dealt with that thing, I'm I'm going to feel better in the long run because, you know, it's like popping an emotional zit. Mm-hmm. Once you pop it, it heals. And I tend to think all shroom usage is like that. You know, a person, maybe they're just doing shrooms to have a good time. And may, that's fine. But if you're carrying baggage you haven't dealt with one of these days, the shrooms those shrooms are going to find it. Yeah, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's for sure. And you're just going to have to deal with it, whether it's just a party drug to you or not. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. I like that advice. But again, if it's your first time doing psychedelics, have a trip sitter, somebody yeah. who's had some experience to be there yeah. with you. You don't want to be talking to plants. What? Well, you, you can talk can... to a plant as long as somebody's there to keep an eye on you. I didn't talk yeah. to a plant, but I, I thought I was being harassed by a plant once. Do you remember the uh, the song, didn't mean to give you mushrooms, girl, <laughs> no. didn't mean to bring you to my world. Oh yeah, now my fault by Eminem. in the corner crying, and now it's my fault, my fault. Who sang that song? That's Eminem. Oh, really? That was on his uh, <laughs> debut album, yeah. I didn't uh, know who sang it either. I did I because it. I recently went through and listened to some of that old Eminem stuff. It was so much more. You, dude, I know people say you know they could never get away with that today, but he, he could never have gotten away with that wow. stuff today. Amazing. Mm. Like, well, check it out during the break, man. That song is, it's bad. <laughs> you know what it's called? Do you know the name It's called it? My Fault. My Fault. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. The phones are open here. So, look, if you believe the salt lamp's going to help you, then it may very well because it'll act as a placebo effect, yeah. probably, and you will ultimately be the one helping you. It's you that's helping you when you believe that some other thing is, is helping you. It's just you're putting that onus mm-hmm. onto the thing when it's really happening inside of you. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I mean, I think mushrooms do, um, they can be an excellent catalyst and basically it's just sometimes you have to look at a problem from a different angle Mm -hmm. and you know that's one of the reasons that crazy people sometimes seem to have great wisdom is they just look at things from a different angle and sometimes that angle shows them something that other people don't see we continue with your calls and thoughts uh they're welcome here the number 603-283-6160 free talk live Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything here. The number is 603-283-6160. Coming up, the Texas gay bar that hosted a drag show for kids, apparently. And some people are really upset about this. I'll bet Sarah's upset. She hates drag racing. <laughs> Here tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Aria. July 13th through 16th, our co-host Mark Edge is going to be out at uh, the Vegas Freedom Fest. I guess it took a couple years off. It was in South Dakota, I think, last year. But they're, they're back to Vegas this the year. Vegas Freedom Fest was in South Dakota? Yeah, they moved it because I they think... They couldn't find tricky. a venue or something. Yeah, <laughs> Vegas was probably going all mass crazy still last year. Oh, and so are they all liberal? I don't know, but they, they were definitely cracking down during COVID in uh, in Vegas, and so I guess they're back. It's July 13th through the 16th. Mark's going to be there for the world's largest gathering of free minds 
Freedom Fest is an intense and rewarding four-day conference like no other with big debates, world-class speakers, a film festival, social events, the trade show for liberty, and more. And this year, Mark will be speaking about locating liberty with hundreds of other premier speakers and top-level experts in a wide range of topics. People like uh, Ben Stein, John Cleese, Steve Forbes, Glenn Beck, Rand Paul, Spike Cohen, Justin Amash, and many others will be there and the last two years have been a full of government overreach, lockdowns, and mass hysteria. So the theme for this year's conference is Turning the Tide. There's so much to discuss at Freedom Fest, from Bitcoin to gold, economics, politics, the Constitution, philosophy, science, technology, vaccines, education, and more. You can use our code to get $50 off the regular rate. Go to FreedomFest.com and use code FTL50. That's FreedomFest.com. Code is FTL50. The event is July 13th through the 16th. I'm sorry. The Constitution has either authorized such government as we have had or it has been powerless to prevent it. And in either case, it's unfit to exist. That is why uh, more libertarians should go to Freedom Fest, because there's a lot of conservative types that go to that particular event. It's kind of a mix. Uh, The crowd is I've only been to one of them. It was in 2019. The mix there is libertarians and conservatives. And uh, and that means that, you know, maybe some conservatives will hear some ideas that they haven't heard before. And maybe that'll make them think about something no. like anarcho vegas and crypto vegas i wonder if they're happening this year we'll find out Good in question. the next few weeks i imagine didn't the founders move to texas or something like that of that event or maybe not i'm not sure i don't know either they're also doing the jackalope festival now i think or that's arizona that is yeah. that float fest is what i was thinking about they're also that doing they that have so in th- texas that already happened i believe this year right but they may just be doing that in lieu Man? of you know not doing uh, burning Man, I don't know. burning man has uh, been canceled the last two years yeah, it was wow. digital or something. Wow. Yeah, they did a really oh, lame ass. Oh, I remember that. We covered that. It was that so was stupid. Lame. Yeah, it was so dumb. <laughs> uh, and they did the same thing last year while you were still in jail. Oh, wow. Same digital crap. E3, uh, the Electronic Entertainment Expo or whatever it stands for, the, the largest video game show yeah. in the world, is also canceled this year. Again? Yeah, they're not even doing a digital one wow. this year. See, a, a well, video bother? game convention I can see doing digitally. That yeah. makes sense. Um, it didn't work out when they tried it in the past, though. Yeah, it sounds really lame. Yeah, because it basically mm. just, okay, Microsoft's on their YouTube channel, Nintendo's on theirs. That's not a convention. No. Yeah. Uh, all right, so... Well, but course, I mean, COVID's gone. If you're gone. just playing video games and, and talking with people in, in the uh, chat channels, and that's what you do every other day Well, of the no, the E3 um, is the idea is you're going to go and see new technology, right? Like, you're going to try the new virtual reality, or... That's when they release the, the upcoming console, the new games, yeah, or whatever that everyone's going to want. You'll see the hot new tech, like they've got the whatever that comes after Blu-ray, or, you know, there's some, some sort of new thing that's on display, you know, there's some I kinda... think after Blu-ray, it shifts toward red ray as it speeds up it's probably just going to not have physical media anymore most likely but that's the, the point i was trying to make mm-hmm. is that they show off the new tech there at that at those shows i was making a red shift joke <laughs> fell flat it will. <laughs> somebody got it it was moving too quickly yeah Phys- physics jokes you know they uh they're problematic. It's a it's a niche, niche audience for sure. Definitely. So uh, WFAA.com reporting out of Dallas, Texas, where an event happened this weekend that has conservatives all up in a tissy. Uh, now, I don't know what happened here. But well, I'm about to tell you. But I, go I know, ahead. I want to speculate that all the conservatives had to do was not let their kids go. Yes, but they want to stop other people's kids from going. Well, see, they can't do that. 
Well, they tried. Uh, well, if they have enough guns, they can. Well, and that's they can't the thing. morally do that. They have no right to do that. I agree with you. And that's Agreed. the thing here is for the last two years, the conservatives have sounded like the bastions of freedom, right? Oh, don't make me wear a mask. My body, my choice. You know, the whole thing. And we've been out at protests and we've, you know, marched with them on these different freedom-related issues that have come up over the last two years. And all the while, those of us who know what conservatives are all about know the truth is they don't care about liberty for other people. They only care about their own freedom. They only care about themselves when it comes to the liberty of other people to, say, raise their families how they want to. Then conservatives start to get real crazy. In fact, I saw one of them online uh, this weekend. One of these conservative influencers said something about how people who take their kids to drag shows should go to prison. Good Lord. Yeah, that's how that's excessive. That's how insane these people are. You give me an idea, though. I, I should take this approach about trans trans stuff with conservatives more often. Like, OK, you don't want you don't want to wear a mask. I get it. I respect that. I don't want to wear men's clothes. Right. It's, it's exactly the same thing, right? Well, they'd probably Except say... Except mine's not even a, being alleged to kill people. They'd probably say, well, you're an adult, you can make your own decisions, but your children have to wear whatever their, you know, their, their gender uh, requires. Of course, and you do see it on, on both sides. I've, I saw a, uh, um, a uh, video of a guy, he was act- actually a... Uh, um, a black guy, and he was in a school uh, irate because the teacher had forced his son to wear a dress. Mm, that's not good either. So yeah, it's yeah. it's you see anti. I'd have to see this video, but I suspect a lot of that is not true. I, I suspect a lot of it's people who want to believe that is true. Mm. Well, there was a libertarian uh, who's the new treasurer under the Mises Caucus uh, Libertarian Party takeover, which has, by the way, been an incredible success in the last week. They've gotten back to uh, they've gotten back to actual principled messaging at the National Libertarian Party. Mm-hmm. So I'm really uh, pleasantly surprised with how that's turned out. But Todd Hagopian uh, posted on his account Armenian. over the weekend, and he uh, really stirred people up by pointing out that you know there's people that you talk about both sides. There's mm-hmm. people that believe that taking your kids to church is abusive. And that's true. They I, would, I would all, argue that's a they have a better case for that than they do about letting your kids transition. Well, whether I mean, we're not even talking about letting kids transition. The issue over the weekend was just simply taking kids to a drag show. Okay. okay? So yeah. that's that's a <laughs> that's much easier issue, right? Like that's just mm-hmm. having a little bit of fun with with people who want to cross dress and act silly, all right? But now to, to be fair to the conservatives, it was at a gay club where the imagery at the club was fairly mature, right? So at this... Uh, See, that's where I diverge from this as well, because I've been to LGBT clubs, and I have never seen one where I was like, yeah, they should totally let kids in here. It'd be fine. This yeah. is a kid-approved environment. No, there's... It's pretty adult. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it says here on the, there's like a big neon sign on the wall, like behind the, the drag strip or whatever, where the people are walking up and down, you know, doing the show. It says in neon letters, it's not going to lick itself. 
Well, that's accurate. <laughs> the, the science has settled on that. They've uh, people have been trying to get it to lick itself for a long time. Yeah, that's very and difficult. It won't do it. <laughs> right. So um, <laughs> uh, now, look, I get that some people say, "All right, well, you know, kids shouldn't be in this club. They shouldn't be seeing these things." But you know what? It's not your family. And therefore, yeah. it is none of your damn business. Why can't you just leave it alone? Yeah, there's there's a lot of argument on how best to raise kids vis-a-vis yeah. sex. And yes. I think that should be a very private decision. This is a very different issue than the Florida bill I would want the parents schools. to mm-hmm. be clear about what gay bars are like before allowing one of their kids to go to this thing. But if they want to allow it, why not? I mean, they could have turned I around and walked out. going with them. Yeah, they're there. There's, there's more coming up here. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, the number if you want to join in here in the remaining moments, which are right now, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Join us online anytime you want. We do have our own social media server. Go to social.freetalklive.com. Uh, where I've actually been having a, a discussion or debate or whatever with some what sound like pretty ultra-right conservative types from other Mastodon servers uh, on this very particular issue today. You've been gabbing with them? Uh, I don't know if they came from Gab, but uh, but yeah, there there are other servers I never heard of before because there's literally thousands of Mastodon servers out there, and they're all federated together. And now you can report people to us, even if they're on other servers, and that's not annoying at all. So please keep doing it. Well, it's only happened a few times, but we and we'll uh, we we'll, we can't do anything about it. So I imagine most of the people signing up are like, yeah, actually, we could. I think you could. Uh, I guess we could disconnect could probably from the server. Block an account, but they. Or can block the account. That's the thing. The people reporting could just block the account. Uh, yeah. 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 And, they want and us to block it from our server. When, yeah. when people report something, it's not, I don't want to see this because I don't want that's other easily people. solved, yeah. but I don't want other people yeah. to see this, which comes right back to the topic we're at now. Yep. And uh, that's what we're discussing here tonight, which is these conservatives who claim that they are supporting liberty. Like, okay, yeah, you've been on the right side. You've been on the pro-liberty side of mask wearing. You've been on the pro-liberty side of vaccines. But when it comes to allowing others to be free, to do things that you wouldn't do with your family, conservatives cannot abide. They cannot just live and let live. Some conservatives, there are, there are exceptions, I think. Well, if there's exceptions, then they're going they're going to the libertarian camp because it's social argue, conservatism yeah. is what really defines these people besides warmongering. That's what conservative means. Yeah. It means they're trying to conserve the status quo, and that, that mm-hmm. is, you know— Mm-hmm. cis heteronormatism or normativity whatever the word is that you know leftists tend to use that's that well, is what conservatives want to preserve uh, at least it's what's in their mind the status quo because right. the fact is gay people have been around since the beginning of time it's not like that's some yeah. sort of new thing and, they want to maintain I mean, the leave it to be forever army was famous for buggering each other talk about gays in the military they took over the world um <laughs> that's the problem with conservatives though is they they, they do want to have they want to go back to the leave it to beaver era when they don't realize Which only that, existed on television yeah that that was never yeah. a real thing it was a tv show yeah. 
Uh, I thought Pleasantville was a brilliant uh, expose of that whole idea that, I mean, you look back at the 50s and you look back at... Uh, at an image of an era in your mind, but that era never existed. There were gay bars right. in the in the fifties. There were gay people in the fifties. Touring was being hounded to suicide by his government for being gay mm. in the fifties. And touring, if you don't know, was the guy who uh, it could the be Turing argued single handedly won. World War II by breaking the Enigma machine. Oh, he really? was a computer scientist. He was also gay as the ace of space. Is that the Turing test Turing? Uh, yeah. Yes, okay. same Turing. Um, and uh, he was hounded. To, he was chemically castrated by his government wow. because he was gay. I mean, it goes all the way back to like Oscar Wilde. I mean, gay people have always existed. Yeah. Well, yeah. it makes you wonder, I mean, would these uh, conservatives support chemical castration today? There are certainly those who would where no and, because and that comes with being trans and that bothers them, huh? That comes with being trans and that bothers them. So no, they wouldn't support it. Hmm. Um, they might support it if it was against your will, but if you wanted it, they would probably <laughs> yeah. oppose it. Um, that, that's a that's a better way of putting it. Uh, so here's a clip from outside of this bar. It's uh, called Mister Mister, spelled M R period M I S S T E R, in Dallas. It happened on Saturday, and a bunch of the conservative, quote unquote, influencer types came out. You know, they wanted to use this as an opportunity to go viral and you know have their videos passed. Nothing around to do, better to do on a Saturday night, guys. That's well, that's sad. during the daytime, but uh, eleven to two o'clock. Uh, so here's a clip. Always from, remember, being bisexual doubles your chances of having a date on Saturday night. So this guy has shown up <laughs> on some libertarian podcasts. This this person who uh, from whose video I will be playing this uh, this clip. His name is Alex Stein. And he showed up most recently on this show when we played a clip from him appearing at a city council meeting in whatever city in Texas, Plano or something like that, and giving them this ridiculous pro-COVID rap, or not pro-COVID, but like pro-masking rap. I don't know if you guys saw this clip. I remember that, around, And it was pretty funny. Like, he did a ridiculous little rap that he was in this character, right? He wasn't wasn't himself. He's playing some, some, you know, uh, COVID-obsessed freak that loves masks and things like that. And he made made fun of those people very effectively in front of the, the city council. And I thought, oh, this is pretty creative, and I, I followed his profile. Well, come to today, where he shows up outside of, or this weekend, where he shows up outside of this event. You should be ashamed of yourself. Bad Your little kid out of gay bar. Let me you see should be ashamed. You should be, you should you be ashamed of yourself. You, watch you should be ashamed porn. of yourself. You watch gay porn. This is a woman pointing back at him saying that he watches gay porn. Can we please uh, get him to say you should be ashamed of yourself just one more time? Yeah, I just gonna, need to hear it he one will, more I'm time. Sure. <laughs> there's, there's 30 more seconds. <laughs> Look at this. You're shaming yourself. Leave her alone. You guys are letting little kids. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Again. <laughs> That's at least eight times that he said it, man. Like security is walking up to him. It makes me think now. of Buffy the Vampire Slayer when uh, Buffy says to Cordelia, "Have you no shame?" And Cordelia says, "Oh, please. Like shame is something to be proud of." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and so security from the event is uh, coming towards him at this point. He's out in the parking lot, by the way, where this is going down. Earlier, I did see another clip from him this weekend where he tries to get into the event, and of course, they're not going to let him in the in the front door. And then he protests and says, "Oh, you guys aren't did they inclusive." Know who he was? Yes, yeah, he's a lo- he's a local activist uh, who oh, has made a made area. a scene at various different city council meetings in a very entertaining way during COVID. Um, so yeah, he's he's shown up at other gay. But, I mean, he's out there events. yelling at people right now. He, why would they let him? If even if they knew nothing about yeah. him, he's in their parking lot yelling at their customers. That is, you're not going to let him in. I I I mean, I would assume that he would have the sense if he's trying to get in that he would you know hide his nonsense under a bushel barrel. This may have come after the part where he tried but, to get in. I don't know what okay. the order of the videos is. <laughs> So security okay, comes I have to say, up. you guys are indoctrinating children. You should be ashamed of yourself, little man. You don't deserve to have to go to a gay bar. Now he's yelling at the kid there. You you should be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah, there's man. only one person here who should be ashamed of themselves, dude, and that's that's you, the person making this video. You don't deserve to have to go to a gay bar. You don't you, deserve, you deserve to have to go to a gay bar. <laughs> uh, that's like a triple negative somehow <laughs> I, I maybe because if you go quadruple negative then it's then it's positive again. yeah um <laughs> it's very perplexing messaging to be accusing gay people of indoctrinating children when you're presumably a christian conservative i mean indoctrinating mm-hmm. they literally call it indoctrination at least in southern baptist churches yeah, I don't know if they do everywhere else. What but they teach is their doctrine. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. Certainly, and you uh, got to put it in those kids. They openly talk so about indoctrinating yeah, using that yeah. exact word. Phrasing? Aren't we doing <laughs> phrasing anymore? <laughs> but it's it's like the uh, the conservatives here. They just cannot allow. They don't understand how to just let people live how they want to. This Dude, it's little... super easy. Just take a relax and go, ha yeah, that's got nothing to do with me, does it? Yeah. I guess I'm going mar- to go mind my, my own here. business. Yeah. What I say is if somebody in your church is doing it and you want to excommunicate them from your church that's your because business. it violates the morals of your church, that's fine. Yeah. But you can't expect everybody to join your church. Yeah. And you certainly can't force unwilling others to join your church and share your spiritual beliefs. Well, in Islam, it says there is no compulsion in religion. I think in the in the second yeah, sutra or whatever terminology they do, mm-hmm. and that's true it, in Christianity. It does say that. Well, but that's true of Christianity you'll find as well. A lot of compulsion in in a lot of Islamic states. So, well, the state yes, there are plenty from... of people who don't actually abide their teachings in their religious oh, yeah. books. What were you trying to say, though? That is true in Christian mythology, the Christian mm-hmm. doctrine as well. That. They're not supposed to compel people to follow their beliefs. And if you don't profess to be a Christian, if you don't claim to be a Christian, you're not required to follow Christian teachings and Christian law. Yeah. And there's different varieties of uh, of Christian. My parents went to a church that was Christian, but it was a very laid back form mm-hmm. of Christianity. They didn't do the fire and the brimstone. They certainly didn't hate on the gay people. But, Did they have drag shows? Uh, they didn't have drag shows. <laughs> I mean... Maybe the Technicolor Dreamcoat thing? <laughs> <laughs> Out of time for tonight. Uh, look, if you want to be free, you got to let other people be free. And that means they'll make decisions you wouldn't. We'll see you tomorrow.